Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So in this one, we are also kind of doing something similar to the last couple episodes, but we're switching the, the main concept. So instead of the elevator game, this one is having the concept of having two different character player character characters, but in two different timelines. So if that's one, you you have a character... 30 years ago and now, 20 years ago and now, basically it's just two different time frames, whatever those may be. Yeah, so I kind of got this concept from uh, Kenneth Height, who I've talked about before on this podcast. Um, he has a podcast called Ken and Robin Talk About Stuff. He is a designer for Palgrain Press. The guy is immensely knowledgeable on, I think, almost every subject known to man. I swear to God, all this guy does is just read and watch TV shows and movies and then writes a bunch about all of that. So if you haven't checked it out, you might want to check him out. His gaming stuff is absolutely uh, fantastic, and they share recipes on their podcast as well, some of which are really good. It's kind of a weird, eclectic show. That said... This show is not that eclectic. It's pretty much focused on one thing only, which is RPGs. So let me get right to the chase here. He had a book called The Dracula Dossier for his Knights Black Agents, which is basically Jason Bourne meets uh, Bram Stoker. Uh, so spy vampire genre. And he created a supplement, which was fantastically amazing. I kickstarted it. it basically what it was was simply this. Um, you had a number of factions and he basically posited the fact of what if the characters in Bram Stoker's Dracula, so Dracula is on his own side, but what if, um, Van Helsing is working for German agents or Van Helsing secretly working for British agents, or what if Van Helsing sometime during the time period has been compromised and is actually secretly working for Dracula. And, um, uh, Kenneth Hyde does a great job on that. And I'll tell you a good, a good example of that is um, at the very end of the show of the book of Bram Stoker, they chase Dracula all the way back to Transylvania and three guys go in. One of them gets killed. I think it's the American that gets killed. Mm -hmm. And um, then what you hear, Bram, you hear, um, you hear that Dracula is dead from Van Helsing and Van Helsing says, yeah, we shot him a couple of times, and that's the end of it. Well, if you had paid attention to Van Helsing, like, I don't know, uh, 200 pages ago, he said the only way to kill a vampire was to stake it through its heart, cut off its head, and then put, like... Garlic in its neck. Uh, garlic in its neck and a um, holy communion wafer in its mouth. Mm-hmm. But yet, we just shot Dracula dead. But when Mina got turned into a vampire, and she was only, like, two days old, they cut off her head, they did all the other stuff we just talked about... So why would you just shoot Dracula and walk away? Well, when the, the fledgling is this huge ordeal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, two-day-old vampire. Oh, my God, this is taking forever. The guy who's been around for hundreds of years. Oh, we just shot him. And we just shot him, and it's fine. So the question, of course, is, wait, did... Yeah, I, I bet I totally believe they shot him. And then Dracula killed the guy they shot, that, that shot him. And then the other two guys did something... And then she guys got thralled, basically, is what uh, Kenneth Height's suggesting. Yeah, they all got, yeah, they got turned into Renfield, sort of. I mean, they got turned into um, slaves. And so what's cool about that is this whole concept is he had this book where he just detailed out all these people. And he said, well, what if Harker is either a British agent or um, maybe he's a German agent? Maybe he's a thrall of Dracula. 
right? And he did this for every single character in the book. Now, why does that matter to you? Well, the other thing he had listed in that book were stats for people in the 1970s. And he had stats for people in the modern era, which for him was, I think, 20, 2008 or something like that. And so the concept was you could play a game either in 1800 or 1970, which is after Dracula kind of reappears again and there's whole systems to try to figure out who the mole is in your organization, da da da, da. kind of a whole new like art, uh, story in the 70s or in modern times. So I looked at that and I was like, that's a great concept. What if you combined this? Where what we do is I have my player characters roll up three different characters. If you want to start out with this, and I'll be honest, this was not easy. It's easier to do it with two. Mm-hmm. So you pick two time periods. So let's, let's just say we're going to play Dracula, a Bram Stoker's Dracula game. Doesn't matter. And you're all going to be named characters from the book. And we're just going to say the book doesn't actually exist anymore. Like it doesn't matter. So the things can happen outside of the book or differently than the book. It doesn't matter. The book is an alternate reality. And um, so my players play Nina and they play Harker and they play, you know, whoever. And maybe at the beginning, I give them all a secret affiliation. And they have to play the secret affiliation without the other players knowing who is in their secret affiliation and what the other secret affiliations are. And some mm-hmm. of them could be in the exact same affiliation. In fact, you could humorously put them all in the same secret affiliation, but let them know that there are secret affiliations. <laughs> um, if that sounds cruel, it is, and it would work. Um, but that said, so you can do all of that where you have all of these um, – that's one timeline. And then what you can do is in the future timeline, you can have them roll up modern characters and they could be descendants of the original cast or they could be total unknowns, right? And the thing though is they didn't kill Dracula. Like that much is true. Dracula didn't die in the 1800s. So now the question is based on what's happening um, in the present, you can now do like, uh, flashback to the past. So if you've ever seen Highlander, the movie, or better, the TV show after the first season, Duncan McLeod, who's in the show, will see an object. Typically, it's a sword or it's a human being or something like that. He'll see something, and they do this really cool flashback to sometime prior in his, like, 400-year-old life. Mm-hmm. And then you find out what this item actually means to him or what that person actually is. And it could be a bad thing, could be a good thing. And most notably, it's both. It's always both. Yeah. So you could do the same thing. So let's let's just play it out in a different context. You're doing a, a, a modern game and you have old characters. Mm-hmm. And so what you're doing is you're saying, hey, uh, Dracula's reemerged in the year 2000. And you're a group of um, MI6 British agents who are trying to um, basically, uh, you know, subdue and destroy Dracula. That said, you know, there are those in your organization that believe that Dracula should be subdued, but can be used to create the next super soldier and put the British Empire back into an empire. And there are also those that think that Dracula should just be wiped off the face of the planet as fast as humanly possible because you can't control evil, right? And then you also let people know that there are two or three other factions, like, 
you know, the, the Americans want a piece of this action. The Russians want a piece of this action. Maybe the Germans want a piece of this action. And so you're never quite sure if anyone around you is secretly a double agent for any of the factions I just involved, I just told you about. Also, when a player is encountering Dracula or one of his minions, it is entirely possible that that person could be turned and could be working for Dracula now, which now just creates a lot of paranoia. Mm-hmm. And so as you're playing through your paranoia little game and they come across a, let's say you just come across a, um, you hear that there's a great weapon of power that was used against Dracula at one time and it was something you guys need to obtain. And so you go and you find a, um, like, I don't know, maybe it's a piece of Mina's hair, something like that, because it was his vampire and something weird had happened with it. And Van Helsing did something crazy. And now it actually wards off uh, Dracula, like psychically. He sees it and he has a memory and it it wards him off. Well, now you can go back and play the scene where Mina gets, um, like, no one can play Mina. But you go back and you play the scene where they all, like, they have to realize that Mina's now a vampire and they got to go dig her up and fight her. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to the future now where they get the Mina's, Mina's locket, and now they know what it is, right? Oh, it's a locket of hair. What does this mean? Flashback, right? And you're going to kill Mina, and then you're going to have Van Helsing take the hair and then promise to do something with it that will ward off vampires. And so this is where your player characters now are playing a past version of whoever and also a current version of whoever. And it allows you to play in these two time zones where you can primarily play in the future – but do things in the past to give meaning and credence to MacGuffins. And if you remember, a MacGuffin is basically a plot device. Uh, it's an object. It's typically a sword in wizards and, you know, like fantasy. It's typically a sword of some sort, but it doesn't have to be. So in this case, the MacGuffin is the lock of Mina's hair. It could be this, uh, the stake. It could be a cross. It could be something very dear to the person who became Dracula. Right. Mm-hmm. Like his wife's wedding ring, you know, before he was turned into a vampire, made into a vampire. Like, um, you know, all these things are MacGuffins. And each time you find a MacGuffin, you then warp yourself back to the past to play out the MacGuffin's significance and creation. Or if it's something like Dracula's wedding ring, that doesn't make any sense, right? Like the, the characters in Dracula in the book, Dracula aren't ever going to know this or whatever. Well, again, the book's a little bit alternate. They could have found Dracula's wedding ring, and then you can show them using it against Dracula to give them some history of how it actually worked. Yeah. Yeah. So, kind of like, how did it get into this weird far remote place after it was used? That could be it, too. They could be, you could have them use it and then remove it or get it gets moved by somebody there. As as they show the ring, Dracula's reaction to it causes them to drop it, and then it falls down a chasm, and that's why it's in this weird cave. Right. Yeah, you, you definitely don't want to have it like where you're just now reading pages of backstory to get them anything. You want to do what's called show, not tell. Mm-hmm. And so in this case, we want to do play, not tell. Not So you're not showing them, and you're not telling them. You're playing it. So yeah. You're role-playing the characters. Yeah, and we're going to play how the thing got to where it was or why it's important, not I'm going to tell you it's important. It, and so it's kind of a cool thing where maybe every session, sure, they're going to pull out their old characters or maybe once every three sessions they'll pull out their old characters 
And the nice thing about that too, and here's the fun part, is because you just tell them all the old characters are called, they're anachronistic, meaning their lives are going to be told out of sequence. Um, there can be a sense of danger to a certain degree where in one of the stories, you literally could have several of the characters planned to be killed. And that is like the end of their character, as long as it coincided enough to the end of Dracula's reign. You know, you could actually even play out a total party kill in the past, which was, you know, oh, well, now we found we found Dracula's tomb and it's empty. And this could be one of the first things that happened. And you could play out a total party kill of the characters in their past. And then, like, literally the next session is like, okay, pull out your old characters. Like, I thought they died. Yeah, they. Well, to be fair, they died a hundred years ago. So, like, everybody by then is dead. It's fine. You're you're watching memories. When yeah. those me- memories happen, matter. Yeah, exactly. So, so they died. Yeah, they but did. They did stuff before that. Exactly. Exactly. So you could play a cool like out of like one part is progressing in time chronologically, and the other part is just happening as it happens because that's how they find the stuff. Like, they don't find all the items chronologically. They find them as they find them. And the same thing would be said of Highlander. Highlander doesn't meet all of his friends, and neither do you, by the way. In the chronological order, you met them every single time you meet them again. So mm-hmm. that's how you could do a a dual-time campaign. It's a little harder to run, um, and you'll definitely need your player's help uh, to run with it and roll with it because there's going to be a lot of problems with it, but it's kind of fun to do. So having run one myself, all of that is true. So anyway, we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.